We are here. Here we are, the boys. Uh, we're gonna be gonna be chatting about topics of the day. Topics. Topics. It's, a, it's the Christmas episode, so uh, that's kind of special. No way in the manger, no crib for a babe. You know what I mean? That's yeah. I do. I know. I have. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, the little Lord Jesus sleep where he lays. Uh, uh, like, but but at a uh, Las Vegas, <laughs> it's like a Las Vegas review, or like yeah, some like desperate, deconstructed yeah. kind of Scott Walkery version of that, where you're yeah. really getting weird. You could do yeah. a solo record like that, you know? Yeah. For the holidays. Um, I would love to do that. I mean, or watch it. Just take my children to it. See watch like yourself a, a doing it. Weird Scott Walker version of uh, like, yeah. No, but I, but I love the concept of like making holidays. It's like, oh, like we got to rebrand the holidays. We got to make it horny. We got to make the holidays horny. We got to, I want to see Santa Claus fucking. I want to see right. his throbbing cock. And if I can't see it, then I am uh, going to become a Jew yep. again. That's right. my the ultimatum. Definitely I'm, circumcised Santa I will, cock. You're jerking it <laughs> off. You know what I mean? I've got a bucket and I'm ca- catching all the cum. And it's an ungodly amount. Like, why does he? It's like he's having a medical emergency. Yeah. Well, he's magical. He was a magical right. creature, man, I guess. But yeah, even for him, you know, he, right. despite his magic, that's it's unhealthy amount. Like he's saying it was be, too pleasure. There's couldn't <laughs> you can be see dehydrated, was, you know, he, he has the thing is he has nurses around while he's doing this. So they know <laughs> and they can take his blood pressure and they see he's having a medical uh, episode. So they, they right. call it episode there. Yeah, they're like you're shoving an IV into his arm to to rehydrate him because all the liquids. It's like the Narcan, out. but for anti it's anti horny. <laughs> we have to dehornify him. How do you dehornify Santa? <laughs> Away in the manger, no crib for a baby. You know, and he's like grabbing a man in the front row as he's singing it. He's grabbing his shirt collar. Yeah, but dragging him on stage, never to be seen again. We're gonna do. We're gonna learn. Lock the whole audience in. We're gonna learn this this routine of duo. It's gonna take a week. Everyone's gonna have to be in here as it happens. Yeah, theater. I'd like to, I'd like to do like a Las Vegas review, kind of you know, like a residency right. performance. Right. You sign thing. a waiver as you go in. You don't realize that you've you've given yourself for the week to be in there and witness the whole production. And yeah, we're just feeding the audience gruel, and they're, they're barely—it's barely enough nutrients to keep them going. And you know, the lights never turn down, so they can't sleep. They're becoming more and more, you know, disassociated from reality as the the right. progression goes on. I mean, there's a musical in the bathroom. It doesn't—you know—you can't—you don't have a moment of peace. No, there's no there's no respite. It's it's just ongoing. It's an endurance test. It's like the Schenectady. Of, yeah. Did you ever see that movie? Oh, I did see that. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, actually. You didn't like it. No, I did like it. Oh, you did I, like I, it. I, I, I was going to say, it. We, we always disagree on movies, I feel like. <laughs> I, I was like the only person. I feel like everyone I knew hated that movie except for me. And I, uh, I, I'm I'm a big uh, oh, I like Charlie, Co- Charlie Kaufman fan. I thought it was fun. It was like, you know. I tried was, reading his his book, and I didn't really like it, though. I actually never finished it. I don't know what his book is. He he came out kind of recently. It's called like Ant Kind. 
He does some stuff where he like writes from the perspective of Donald Trump and it's just kind of corny. I don't know. It's, it's a very weird book and some of it is funny, but, uh, and interesting, but I don't know. It's just, it got a little, it's yeah, been a while since I read, I read it. I don't read anyway. a lot of fiction anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm old now and I feel like it's funny cause like you feel like you can't admit stuff like, Oh, I love Murakami, man, you know, and I do, you know, whatever. But like now I can just be like, I can't, I'm reading, I'm reading a book about, uh, you're a world war two guy now. The Jim Jones, uh, I call it an incident, <laughs> you know, but yeah. Or like, I want to read about like, yeah. Erwin Rommel. What he, what was he up to? What, 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 uh, what caused him to get into cahoots with Hitler? Yeah. That kind of stuff. I want to look at more, I guess. I don't know why. Which is a bummer. I think that that actually probably says something about me that I'm probably not very bright. You know, I think the people, the brightest people are probably, you know, the most creative, brightest people probably like just love that magic realism. You know, they just love it. <laughs> I don't did know. I tell you, did I tell you about that book, Devil in the White City? It's about Chicago. I don't think so. It's it's about Chicago and like the the late. 1800s during the first world's fair or like one early like world's fair and it's in about the designers of the world's fair but it's also about hh holmes which is he's like the first serial killer and he was killing people at the same time Mm, i think maybe you told me about it you read a book about this i'm reading it right now uh it's good it's really interesting it's good yeah, because it's cool because it's about like Chicago at the time and like them kind of Chicago as a city competing with New York to be like the the primary you know yeah. American city and um, you can tell that we were just talking about that like the the uh, yeah. all the museums in Chicago are are sort of above and beyond Chicago is definitely I mean Chicago for for a while was definitely a cultural hub I think with jazz and blues yeah. And, well, I think and yeah, meat, I mean, were, and meat really meat, meat culture was the most. They popular. killed more animals there than anywhere right. else, which and they were proud of that. And they, you know, it was like a, they see a big sign, and you know, there right. was like a population sign, but it'd be the amount of animals that had been slaughtered right. within the city limits. And they started fudging things, and they'd expand the city limits a little bit further so they could catch a couple more slaughterhouses, and you know, yeah. And people would have that, you know, those numbers up that meat eating glow. Like in Chicago, everyone looks pink and they're like puffy and they, they have their arms stick out, you know, that's what's, yep. and it's a, you know, it's like a, it became a sex symbol. You became a sex symbol if you looked like that and be like, we gotta go to Chicago. We're gonna get that. <laughs> I gotta make my face pink. I gotta drink Bud Lights and look pink. Yeah. It became like an erotic signifier, right. you know, the, 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 the puffier you became. It was yoga to them. Right. More red meat, just get it in you. Don't bother chewing; just swallow it. Let your let your body deal with it. True story, though. Uh, and it was on an episode of this really great show that we used to watch called Wild Chicago, and it would tell you really weird stuff about Chicago. And Chicago was, uh, you know, there was a fire and a flood, and so Chicago was built on top of the old Chicago where all the mm-hmm. slaughterhouses were. And when they did that, it created a big vacuum like bubble underneath it you know there's like a whole situation underneath the river and old chicago and you can see in in the in the chicago river Mm. once in a while a pig from the like 1800s will bubble up (laughs) that's been perfectly preserved from like the co2 
it bubbles up. Look at it. And up. You could, it's, it is a real phenomenon in Chicago. And it, like with all the meat and stuff? Like with you could, all the meat, totally intact. All that and, DNA is and still so there. There's a whole market of people trying <laughs> you know, you would think. But no, this is true. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is anymore. Maybe all the, the, the pigs have bubbled up. It, the, were, the, yeah, the, the, the backlog has yeah. you know, been spent. That's cool, though. I mean, more cities, I think, should have like corpses yep. that, that, you know, animal animal meat that, yeah. that floats up somewhere for you to find. Yeah. But it seemed like the, I mean, like when I remember the video, it was like whole. But they also did a, uh, a story about uh, punk. It was called Punk and Donuts. It was the, the uh, Clark and Belmont with the Dunkin' Donuts that all the punks hung out in the eight, late 80s. Mm-hmm. And we would go downtown, and it was like a whole thing about. You know the scene in that area, which is funny. <laughs> now it's like beyond rich. Now you know yeah. everything moved uh, s- south. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, punk and donuts, and it's like where like all the metro and all those clubs were. It's kind of a cool little piece of history. Chicago is like the last. Chicago is interesting because it's it's you know nobody talks about it really even though it's such a huge city and culturally it, it's it, architecturally it has a lot of history and is important it's it's mm-hmm. less talked about than uh, new york la san francisco you know even philadelphia i feel like maybe maybe i'm crazy yeah i mean i don't know culturally it's just like new york and la that's like all that i mean right. and then sf to a certain degree just because there's so many like rich people that are centered here in that tends right. to sure, sure but but even sf has like you know a a, a a classy cultural cachet i think that 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 is long-standing as opposed to chicago is like the meat packing like chicago hot dog you know and yeah. it's like you don't realize that there was cool people like uh well uh john, H. H. Wade, H. john wade gacy but i guess he was from wisconsin we yeah, H. H. Holmes. Uh, I mean, he, he was kind of ran around the, there. H. H. Holmes, true. He's the inventor of the game. You know, he he innovated. Which is weird. No there's, one, a, there's an H. H. Holmes Street in my my uh, on my in my where I grew up in Glen Island. There's an H. H. Holmes Street. It's not Holmes. It's H. A. H. H. So <laughs> I think that's interesting. Just a little a little nod to nod to him to the history murderer so you haven't finished though no i'm i'm pretty early into it but it, it yeah. it's cool i think you'd like it especially turns out it's he, got... he's he becomes a hero in the end <laughs> he, he has a, turns into amazing redemption arc <laughs> <laughs> how what no i wow i see why he did that look i get it look those those kids had to die he had a grand vision, a plan yep. to to save us, and so yeah, the, there was some collateral damage. Sure, no one's right. no one's denying that, but you know what collateral damage means? Hero, hero, Holmes. I always <laughs> wanted to say that in a movie, be like, it's collateral damage, and then I just move on. <laughs> and yeah, then I don't know. You I feel like that's off. my whole life, though. It's just people, the collateral damage that's happening. Or yep. laid to waste. Yeah, there's been been a lot of collateral damage that that has you know the the wake of our lives yeah has left. Unfortunately, it's my family and my children. Yeah, the people we care about most they have to. Anyway, anywho, uh, 
I was thinking about the, that show, uh, Everybody Loves Rayman. And mm-hmm. uh, I was just thinking about that show yesterday for some reason. Why? Why was that show know. so popular? They got, it's just like, I, but I also didn't realize that it's, it had to do with Rain Man. You know, it's like Raymond. They were so obsessed with Rain Man. That, and at yeah. first, the guy was going to be, uh, he was going to have autism. Yeah, well, the show's original title was Everyone Loves Rain Man, and then, you know, the the studio, they got upset, and it was a whole thing, or, you know, they had to change it. Like, well, we can just change, call it Rain, Raymond, and everyone will kind of get the reference. Right. And we did. We all got it. I understood implicitly that that character was autistic, and he could, you know, count the amount of yeah. matches in a jar or whatever. Yeah, it took me a little while. It took me two seasons in, and then I was like, oh, I see what's going on here. It's rain. Oh, this, this is, is a Rain Man reference. This is a Rain Man character. <laughs> oh wait, this is oh he's Rain Man. And I know he's not a no. Like people be like, oh, this is an affront to autism. No, no, no this is he's p- portraying Hollywood's version of autism. Yeah, autism this is very is, is a far. It's you know you're only it's a far. Yeah, this is like a meta, meta, you know, uh, commentary on the cultural representation, right? Of autism, and it's a, it's a critique. But it's yeah. true though. Anytime I see a- anybody named Raymond, when they're like, "My name's Raymond," I always just look at him, go, "Rain Man," and, and grab their shirt collar as I say it. I don't know. This is a true story. I was just in Monterey, and I was walking down like beautiful coastal the trail like right on the ocean the sun was setting and i don't remember why the 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 thought came to me but i did legitimately think about everybody loves raymond Raymond, right exactly because that that's what god does to you 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 are in a beautiful moment and you can't enjoy it it's they say couldn't i couldn't escape (laughs) the weight the weight of culture just just crushed me and i I, look at this beautiful sunset and i see the ocean there and i could see the tide pools and i find the sunset beautiful and everybody loves raymond yeah just thinking about that actor with his weird voice and he's like oh okay you know well come on that's no reason for it uh, oh boy the whole show the whole <laughs> not just not one season my friend no like 20 seasons like, oh come on everyone can't wait for it it's like the gar- world according to Garp. Uh, no, yeah, Mork and Mindy. Yeah, yeah, his whole shtick, his cocaine shtick. I mean, that could have lasted two seasons. Mm-mm. But it was better than than Garp. <laughs> than uh, everybody loves Raymond. Everybody, everybody loves Garp. Everybody loves Garp. Do you ever watch? Uh, have you ever seen World According to Garp? Mm-mm. No, it's pretty. It's uh, from what I remember, good. I, I'll have to get my garp on. I got I, some time I, off I from work because I remember there's a scene where 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 uh, garp is uh, no garp garp's wife is giving a blowjob to some man in a car. And, I have not seen this. It, and they it's get into an accident. She bites his dick off, and then like the <laughs> next scene is like it's like they're making up. It's like oh what a misunderstanding. We love each other, and I was like a guy's dick got fucking his cut dick. off. You in the last chopped scene. his penis off. That was the eighties. I was just like, but it, it's the thing is that guy's fucking dick deserved. Even though he was just an innocent bystander, he was just in love with Garp's wife. But it yeah. doesn't fucking matter. Do you understand the implications of it? 
Yeah, the implications. That's what we're talking about. Get your dick cut off. And then they were happily ever after. Yes, it's, it's Glenn Close and John Lithgow. Glenn Close, yeah. She, she and Jen Lithgow. John Lithgow, yeah. Did Jen, they make love? Jen Lithgow. <laughs> Jen Lithgow. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. C.S. Lewis. Uh, there was also uh, I want, Ben, ben Gazzara's in it. Oh, it's on the, uh, it's on uh, Hulu, so we can watch. John Lithgow's son. Jimmy yeah. Lithgow. Yeah, I mean, I remember being like, this is a weird movie, but I was also 12, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. This is cool. This is informing gonna, me about the, the world. I, sn- I snuck into uh, um, The Big Chill. <laughs> just like when I was like, whatever, t- 12 and i was like we're gonna watch this and just watching the whole thing sitting there trying to <laughs> just, just like god damn trying to process is. it i don't understand <laughs> it's like weird relationships between you know whatever they could get away weekend with these like couples doing it's just like oh, yeah. <laughs> my 12 year old brain i don't understand why like, why oh, would someone this is new this is a new reality for me this is a neural pathway that's been formed i'm gonna follow <laughs> this for life this is what I'm going to base my relationships on. Yeah, this is carving yeah, deep-seated uh, neural, neurological pathways in my yeah. brain, and I, I, I will never be able to escape them. That's going to think about, I'm going to think about The Big Chill right before death. <laughs> we watched The Big Chill kind of recently for the first time. That's why I, it was kind of interesting watching it, like not like knowing the like cultural weight of it or whatever yeah. just like how, how much it had like I, there's like all the references that you know kind of and then watching it yeah i mean but, uh, I, I mean I, I, I guess i was pretty aware of like i don't know so yeah. but i guess i haven't seen it since i was literally in the theater yeah but i well, can't you don't need to see it again. You've absorbed it, and you know. Right. You know you've, <laughs> it's in my DNA. It will be passed down to my children. Yeah, you've let you've let it kind of. They you know, like, I don't know. I've seen. I have never seen Big Chill, but I know what it's about. <laughs> I intuitively understand wow. the 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 tale yeah, of these these disaffected yuppies. Yeah, I've learned from my ancestors, passed down for me, that I can know how to, you know, navigate these waters in my homeland. No, I <laughs> downloaded the big chill. I, mean, I know what it's about, and I've never seen it. <laughs> I could, I could write a Wikipedia summary yeah. of the plot. Yeah, Fairly exactly. accurate. It would be checked out, and you have references and everything. Yeah. Which, by the way, I was kicked out of Wikipedia editing for, I guess, a couple of years, and I just recently tried to edit something by mistake, and it said that I could do it, and I was like, oh, you oh, they have let, made a mistake with this. <laughs> they let you back in. <laughs> They're like, you you learned your lesson. We, we've put you yeah. on probation for two years, and now, yeah. you know, that time that we've, you know, forced you away, you've yeah. really ha- had the opportunity to reflect on your bad decisions, and so now I, you're going to be a good Wikipedia editor. editor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's like I'm, I need to, if I'm going to do something, it's got to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I can't. I did one really good one where I edited there, and it was so funny. But I can't remember what it was. So I guess this is a different story. <laughs> just imagine something really just clever. Close your. I want the audience to close their eyes and imagine your own funny thing you thought of. That should be most of our show. 
Yeah, we could really kill, you know, cut out a lot of time if we just shut the fuck up. Why are you why do we have to be doing your job? Yeah, I'm tired. I uh, just give us the money and go do your own thoughts. Why yeah, are you come listening up with to your this? own your own funny stuff and we'll just we'll just hang out. I'll just play uh let's play Nintendo's at home. My kids play Nintendo nonstop. That's all they want to do. I'm worried about them. I get it. I get it too. They know they can see. I, I know they they can tell. They 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 probably sense the apocalypse more than us because they're young. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's in they, them. They're closer to death. We're too far away from it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know they they they're at ten. They've they're ten years <laughs> towards death. Yeah. You know where I'm. What I'm. You know, I'm beautiful. I'm 32. I do what I want. <laughs> beautiful boy. Well, we were born at a time where, you know, at the very beginning, it felt like there was a future. And so, you know, we kind of experienced that whole evolution right. of like, of realizing as a child that, that the world, you know, might not, you know, keep going in the way that we, we want it to. Yeah. But then these generations, they don't even have that. They're just like, oh yeah, everything's just decaying. Yeah. It's freeing in a way. It's like that song, right? Are you a speed wagon song? Free it's ride. Really, it's really similar to that song. It was in fact by uh, Free Ride. is by uh, the Albino Man, the Albino <laughs> uh, the, uh, Group. The Winters Boys. Yeah, they do it. We talked about that in the last show. Yeah, Free Ride. We'll come out and take out. And where he, he went, they, he took, He I found out what he took. He Well, well first of all, what he didn't take was the problem. He didn't like any kind of minerals or, or, or uh, <laughs> minerals in particular, like iron yeah. and copper. Copper it, really depleted and turned him uh, albino, quite frankly. <laughs> Wait, so, so eating copper? Get, I would be in trouble for saying that. I know I am. <laughs> Wait, did he, he didn't eat copper or he did eat copper in that? Right, copper. Yeah. Albinism is an easy fix. Just... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. shouldn't say that stuff. Not nice. Maybe, maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe if you're uh, an albino, can I say that? Yeah, I, if it was up to me, if you were an albino, born an albino, then you would just automatically be risen to at least like some kind of regional, you know, uh, local government level. Right. So you could have some control over the right. rest of the populace. Comptroller, you know, uh, I think that state. was a really great way to spin it. Exactly, you you're going to have to be the one that goes and looks and oversee the people who are working on the finances, and I think yeah. that's where you are will thrive. Quite, frankly. it's like you, you, God has chosen you. You know, you're born with this genetic thing, and it's like right. this is your path now, and so you're going to, you know make some some you know minor uh regional legislative right. decisions room to grow and look i'm not gonna lie yeah you know where to make go money up. and you can actually make more money but your cap will still be at regional sort of manager you know you can't yeah. really rise up the pay will but 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 people will know you down here like in you know three quarters yeah you're 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 close to the the common man right not in a bad way. You're at the top of the common man. Yeah, you're a big fish in a little pond, as you, you say. 
I like that idea. I don't want to be that person. <laughs> why did God ask me? Why? Oh, I wish that could be me. Why are you doing this? That's I wish I had just clasp my hand. I just like you're gonna go pray or like lay down. You, know, you put your feet on the your knees on the ground and you go to the bed and you clasp your hands and you yeah. look upwards like you're gonna pray and then you say in this voice, "Why are you doing this?" You know what I mean. <laughs> the same thing. And you're like, because I, I'm because you know, I have so many the priests they just constantly molest and I don't know what to do about it. I can't. I'm really distracted by all the, the all so the molestations. Tried to stop it. It's out of my hands. It's actually, it's it's more. It's it's actually more powerful than me. It's it's yeah. It's eclipsed me as God. I'm now secondary. And he just says to you, "What a weird thing that happened. <laughs> All this could awful have, stuff. Who could have predicted it? Poor Jesus Christ." Anyway, so happy happy birthday to Jesus. As this is our Christmas episode, right? This is a beautiful Christmas episode, which is nice. How nice! What a nice gift. We were like you. It's like you and me were one of the two of the wise men. Where's the other? I don't know how many. Yeah. What is there? Three or four? Yeah, there's a bunch of them. One of them just starts has like a drum who plays. And then, Two and of them then, didn't do shit though. They were pieces of shit. They they should have <laughs> died off, and they fucking lived. You know yeah. what I mean? Those motherfuckers should have died. The priests, those fucking horny priests, they wrote in all this other stuff. The guy forgot. The editor's like, "Yeah, you forgot to tell him take it, lop off those other two fucking idiots." Doesn't make sense. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, it's it is Hanukkah as we are recording this. What's the uh, what's the Muslim version of that? Come on, man. We got it. We're going to get I don't know if there's a Muslim version. I, I'm going to guess it's Christmas. <laughs> they love Christ secretly. You know what I mean? Because he's so handsome. They look at him and he's like, oh, damn. He's also sexy and horny. There's no way they can't get a little aroused. Uh, I mean, I do. Yeah. That's a good, a good theological theorem. God bless you this Christmas. God bless you. Thank you. I guess we'll, I don't know if we, I don't know if, are we going to record next week? I don't know what, uh, what the calendar yeah, looks yeah, like. We can do it. I can do it we next could. week. Yeah, we'll it. be back next week. We'll be back for, next week. For a little uh, end of the year, you know, extravaganza blowout. Ringing in, you know, the, the, the new year do, you can call us we're just gonna give you our numbers and we can call us and we're gonna do the a group call and we're like, hey everybody this is heavy breather how are you is everybody doing you know what i mean and then we'll be like we're gonna do the countdown are you all ready this is so fun marius you started off <laughs> <laughs> hey charlie it's good to be here one two three just kidding yeah. There's no fucking we've we've all taken a pill and we're dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's it's pre pre recorded. We've been dead for weeks in a basement. They're gonna have to you know find us. We've left clues to as to which basement we're in, and you know they're gonna have to follow a series of riddles. It's like a Heaven's Gate type of situation. 
Yeah, but with like a fun kind of escape room kind of twist to it. Yeah, fun. More fun. Fun. Uh, but we will see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Christmas comes but once a year. Ooh, humbug. Bringing joy and gobs of cheer. Ooh, humbug. Children laugh and scream and shout. Tossing balls of snow about. Dangerous to venture out. Ooh, humbug. Snowflakes fill the air. Ooh, bah humbug. Bill collectors everywhere. Ooh, bah humbug. Prices are too much to pay. Bells are clanging night and day. Just listen and you'll hear them say, Ooh, bah humbug. Second name, let's hope it never comes again.